And welcome everybody once again to one of your favorite shows in the world, the Loki and Jabroni Show. Today we're going to break down a couple of ideas of how we did not do so well in the NFL Guess Which Way We Were Going ranking. We're also going to break down one of our favorite announcers and backstage men, Mr. Mean Gene Oakland. So we ask that you guys grab that favorite beverage of yours, kick that feet up, man the cup. Yes, I beat myself out. And you enjoy the hell out of the Loki and Jabroni show. something Loki I've been looking forward to this mean gene NFL gimmick schnabitz furnum all week brother I might whip my shirt off but then you'd see all the melted vanilla ice cream underneath brother what are you getting up are you getting all worked up because uh he showed up and made his speech and I'll, I'll, I'll cover that on what's on my mind but welcome once again to the Logan Jabroni show um not on YouTube this is uh audio only uh, gimmick Jones if you get a YouTube video thank producer Eddie Focus uh for his magical works and wisdoms uh as always I'm the redneck Adonis named Jabroni this man to my right is Loki. The man across from us in the box, he is the hit maker, the record breaker. He's got smile and grace, and we love his face. He'll make your back crack, your liver quiver. If you don't dig this mess, you're at the wrong address. And when Loki and I are in the back laughing and joking, he is out front, woo, cooking and smoking. He is the producer emeritus. Eddie Focus. I told you I was going to do something new for you every week. But... Tell the folks the truth. I am no box Jones. You are no box Jones. We don't have a box. We don't have a we camera have a on you. They might catch you every now and again. We are uh, Spartan as Spartan gets this week. Unlike when we did the unplugged, um, little technical <laughs> difficulty. We won't get into it. But uh, just say it. I forgot my laptop. Yeah, he forgot the laptop. So uh, audio only, folks. You don't lose anything. YouTubers and I had one of my favorite YouTubers text me earlier saying, "What time are you going live?" Oh, we're not going live. It sucks, but that's okay this is the part where i say and you know what you should go first because you haven't been here you were absent last week taking care of some business uh great to have you back by the way what is on your mind this week well i do gotta say that um i mean i don't know if anybody any anybody got to actually see the uh see the video that we posted uh had eddie eddie fuckus come in with his uh with his um what was it his uh his magical dice i don't want to talk about it oh yeah yeah. you know what i got something to say when that and we we rolled and we rolled (laughs) and we rolled and he rolled me a seven now the thing was alex it was a nine 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 nine. the thing was alex actually made uh, a a list and i didn't know what was on that list you had to know first of all that one would be the patriots coming from alex i knew that and i told him in no discreet order it should be okay i'd have mixed it up a bit but it's alex no i know i know and And, and he should have known that people like us and that's, that's don't like to roll ones. That's what ended up happening. Exactly. 
We hate ones. We hate ones. So anyways, um, I ended up getting uh, Cowboys for the team that I'm going to be rooting for for the rest of the playoffs. But no, no. So Cowboys Nation, no, I'll have you guys know. Yeah, I'll have you know. I did my homework. I am very diligent. Mm-hmm. I did my diligence very well. And I am an avid, avid Cowboys fan. Okay, I quit. Mm-hmm. I did it. I did it. I did it. I did this it. show is canceled. Oh my god! I, I'm good though. I, I have I have all the answers to all the questions, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, due to illness, the part of Loki will be played by every fucking cowboy fan ever. Because I'm afraid of what I'm about to hear. Yeah, just just I mean, and this is you guys gotta understand. This is the first time in uh, 27 years that we've gotten to the playoffs and won a game. Like, whoa! Did you say we? Yeah, I'm a fan. Oh I'm my! Fan. You know how I feel about that. We. Shit. My dick just shriveled up into my ass. Uh, uh, we, oh fuck! We didn't, we didn't boys. Go to KM All Star Sports and buy some Cowboys gear we next time we, you're there. We didn't boys. You need to go yeah. back on vacation. Yeah. I don't uh, think it was does, long enough. Does, does, Say hello to some of these people that are watching on does, your particular Facebook it. Live. Des caught it. Des did not catch it. <laughs> See, and this is why I was afraid of this. He said, "I'm going to go all in." Fuck. Go all in like Cody Rhodes. Don't go all in like Cowboy fan. We don't boys. What? what? Uh, oh, <laughs> shit. Is this in your division? Like, it's in our conference. <laughs> NFC. And uh, uh, Oh, God. Do you remember him and I had an argument earlier this year and late last year? Well, if the Falcons bow out, you root for the Saints. Fuck no, I ain't rooting for the Saints. It's the same thing about the Cowboys, man. You just don't. Friends don't let friends root hey, for the Cowboys. I was being nice because, like I said, if it, if it would have been the other if it would have been the other way, I would have been rooting for the Bears and the Bears. You know they lost, but but everybody says even Alex is like, well, Dad, you never root for the Patriots. So I said, you know what? That's a you're, good point. I said you're right. So if you you know if I happen to get the Patriots, then I'll root for them. Like I'll put my heart and soul into them. I I will root for them. You, you know what's funny yes because i didn't use my brand new dice you see what did you use because well no because i can't use the metal ones on a bare wood table why not <laughs> it'll put pucks in it you know fuck use- that table this is important this is nfl playoffs and, and i'm glad i didn't use them because i fucking <laughs> launched that die into the fucking woods <laughs> it's, it's actually not from my my normal set it's from my old old set that i recently awesome. found when i when i grabbed stuff out of my mom's old house now that is classic but That's if I funny. if I had known what I was doing, I would have been like, "No, bro, you just you just root for the Patriots because it's your kid." See, I would have pulled the parent card, and that goes back to something you and I talked about last week. When you know, would you ever give up on the Falcons? Would you ever give up on this? And Patriot well, fan, what's, what's the breaking point? Right, yeah. Patriot fan asunder comes out and says, "Oh well, you know, you lost by this much, and you know, you should just switch to Patriots." Two ways I'll ever root for the Patriots. One, if someone on my team ever murders somebody, a person, let's not go to the Michael Vick gimmick because I burned all the Michael Vick shit right after it happened. There is proof. Excuse me. Witnesses. Is this an Aaron Hernandez crack? No, but I didn't even think of that. Good job. See, this is why he's the best producer Mm -hmm. in the business. And two... They would just have to go. They'd have to go complete Cleveland Browns for like five years, just absolute suckitude, which they haven't. The, the Falcons are in every other year team. The Browns are kind of like oh, they're coming up. They're, they're actually, coming apart. Baker Mayfield I, made them. I'm actually glad you're here because we can ask you because you used to be a Giants fan. 
Oh, yeah. Yep. What was the breaking point for them? That's a great question. Actually, there wasn't a break in it, – it was because – so the, the Giants just won the Super Bowl. It was 87. Okay. 86. 86. Yeah. 86, 86 was the uh, Bears. Yeah. 86. The year after uh, – It was 87. Giants-Denver. Yes. Yes. Good call. But they beat uh, – No. No. Was it Denver? Giants-Bills. Yes. And it was wide right because... Oh, no, that was a couple years later. That was 91. Oh, that's when it was. Yeah. It was 91. It was 91 then. It was the one where they ended up going all the way to the right, and um, we ended up winning because of the missed... Because of the missed field goal. You didn't win on your own merit. And I I was screaming and yelling. Stop. You you did win on your own merit. I got that, but what happened is growing up in the projects... There was a lot of Giants fans, and I'll never forget Craig Chapman. It was like a virus. Right, exactly. I remember (laughs) Craig Chapman coming up and being like, well, you know, real Giants fans, this, that, and the other thing. You know, I was like, you know what, Craig? Fuck you, and fuck your Giants. You can have your fucking Giants. I'm not even a Giants fan anymore. How about that? I'm going to pick a new new fucking team next year. And then new team came up, and I ended up they ended up, they just traded uh, Chris Carter. Yep. And I really liked Chris Carter, but he got into some fucking major major drug issues and shit like that. Um, but the the deciding factor of him going over to Minnesota was he had to cut that. He was going to have a probation like probationary officer keep an eye on him and yep. he had to check in every day so it was like really his awakening and then we got randy moss like the year after that so it was like a really exciting team to watch so oh, they were fun yeah i don't think it was a breaking point so much as it was you know somebody like blah 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 and just i was like you know what fuck one you. jackass ruins fuck it for everybody team. And, you know but i don't miss the giants that's the fun question part. is it, that on the Logan jabarni show page yes it is okay Yes, Hello, I just everybody. I just wanted to you know give them a little something to say hi to us and let them know that we're all here and um, just for you guys once again if you you know you didn't hear at the beginning of it we uh, don't have the laptop available right now we are not going actual live we're doing audio but we are signed in right there that lovely camera which Ed is going to be formatting. There, there will be a video on YouTube yeah right. so all of you YouTubers with the magic video. of editing <laughs> right but so. other than that um I just want to you know it's. I don't. I don't think there's ever been a team that really sent me to a break. I mean, no. The Whalers. Oh, there's a reason for that. Yeah, but I mean, well, they broke, <laughs> and then they ran, yeah, and then they ran, yeah. and then they took the same team and won a fucking. That was the worst part. The Stanley Cup, and then and then and then the fact that they use our jerseys as throwbacks. You know what bothers me about all of that is there are still people that cling to the whole whalers and they're going to come back and we're going to bring them back. No. If you didn't support an NHL franchise then when money was back. when money was huge, now that money's tight and people can't afford to go to an NHL game unless you're mm-hmm. the highest of the high of the earners in the upper middle class section, no NHL team is going to come back to Hartford. And if they do, heaven forbid they use the Whalers' name. That worked with one team and one team only, the Cleveland Browns, because those people are so passionate. If you were so passionate, they wouldn't have left. Yeah. No, no. I, I don't want them back. I would never want them back. I'm good with the – There is the, a the team whole. that broke me, and I don't talk about it because it's kind of a sore spot. Okay. The Bad News Bears. Fuck him. They yeah. lost that game oh, in the first movie. Well, you know. And then in the second movie, they're the California champs. 
Do we, we just want to move on? Do we just want to move on to me Fuck now? Paper champions. I hear that. Go right. ahead. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this. We did get a Christmas gift, and I got this fantastic Christmas gift from uh, Michael Loki Smith. Some Miller Lite pint glasses. Also, uh, Grinch Bear Jones sits upstairs mm-hmm. on my nightstand. Grinch Bear Jones might be my favorite gift of all time. But this came from one listener, which you all know and love. She's upstairs, and I'm gonna let you. Pop that open. These are uh, more more gimmick glasses, as if we need more gimmick glasses. But these are awesome, and these will be in use for uh, as long as the Loki and Jamarni show is in existence. This is it true. says, I It's the Brett Kavanaugh glass. Beer. It, <laughs> I love it. It is true. So that's the beginning of it. Uh, this is true. Because you weren't here last week, I saved it for this week. So gimmick glass for you, gimmick glass for you. I have my uh, fantastic Miller Lite gimmick glass over here. Um, yours has been printed and will ship in three to five days. So you know. And I'm going to need a new gimmick. I, I will get you one. And when you see it, you will not be disappointed. I worked hard on this, Mike, so you know. I'm excited. Now, having said that, what's on my mind? Uh, national championship game last night. Clemson Tigers, number two team, just decimated the Alabama Crimson Tide. And look, I, I originally I wanted to call a Saint fan and a Philly fan, and all these people have been talking a bunch of shit all year long. We're not doing that because we're not live on the YouTube this week. Interesting stat, real quick. Ooh, In ahead. five years. Mm-hmm. You have two championships from both teams. Mm-hmm. They're both, what was it? I think it was 35 and 4. Yes. So exact like boom, within the same five. They and, have and with the 15, and with the 15 and 0 record, that doesn't change. No. Because no. Clemson beat Alabama, so the, it levels out. Right. What got to me was, in the weeks leading up, that you have this four-team playoff. Georgia, Notre Dame, Alabama, Clemson. Alabama fan, I'm going to cut it in half. 50% of Alabama fan nation, if you will. Roll Tide, y'all. Yeah. Roll Tide, Roll Tide, Roll Tide. Ain't nobody going to beat us. Ain't nobody going to beat us. And what do I always say? Don't polish the fucking trophy until it is in your hands. Fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. Roll Tide, Roll Tide, Roll Tide. That's SpongeBob hey. game, though, huh? Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> Did you see what I put up last night during the game? They should put their best running back in, Forrest fucking Gump. That was awesome. Alabama fan, did I not tell you, don't polish a trophy until it's yours. Halftime, I'm watching this game, and I text my favorite Alabama fan, Corey Huffnagel from the CNJ Speed Review, tomorrow night, live and in charge, don't forget. And I said, this is a good game. You guys are a little behind. Let's see, you guys are generally a second-half team. Let's see how it plays out. Toward the end of the third quarter, I text him again. I said, I didn't see this coming. I did not see this ass whooping coming. And he says, neither did I. I said, do you believe me now? Do you believe me now? And if any of you think that I'm speaking out of turn, no. Because I'm going to point back, and he and I have had this conversation live on air, privately, watching baseball, whatever. Game three, ALCS, 2004. I was polishing the fuck out of that trophy. But I also knew Yankees blew their wad. But what was I doing? Had the rag in my hand, man. I was polishing that trophy. I was ready to give Red Sox fans what they had coming to them. And what happened next? Greatest comeback in baseball history. I learned my lesson. So now for 14 years, and Eddie 
will be a great example of this because you're not a hockey fan. You can't understand my hockey pain or love in 2011 when the Bruins won the cup. But two years ago, we're sitting in Marcus Arju's man cave watching the Super Bowl. You're ready to pop champagne. Don't pop that champagne. It's not over yet. Please don't pop that champagne. Don't jinx this motherfucker. And what happened? The Patriots staged the greatest comeback in football history, and it's all over. Yeah, I'll never do that again. So Alabama fan, for the 50% that were basically telling me to fuck off, no. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Eddie, what's on your mind? Not much. Not a lot going on. And that's why he's the best producer. He is. Just so much to talk about. So fantastic. I just started a new job, so I'm kind of... Yay! Focused on that. (laughs) You said focused. Later. You ready? You ready? Let's get your... Oh, no. Let's look up. Oh, shit. How did I do that? What did you do? You, never mind. I was going to throw a beer can in the thing and get his uh, Morgan Freeman voice, but can't do that, can I? Yes, I can. <clears throat> Here we go. Let's see. You guys missed, all, missed out on this shit. I love beer. <laughs> you do love beer. You have nothing on your mind. No, honestly. Like, uh, I've just been freaking... Um, did a video for Basement Quest showing my... Did you watch my, Bohemian my Christmas Rhapsody yet? Yeah, no, seriously. No, I have not. I haven't seen any movies. <laughs> I haven't seen Aquaman. I haven't seen Creed 2. I haven't seen oh, I just Rhapsody. saw Creed 2 Monday. I haven't been able to go see movies. But I have weekends off now, so I'll be able to see more movies. All right. Well, that's a beautiful thing. That is. Did yeah. you see Creed 2? Not yet. No. See Creed no. 2. If I, I finally you... saw Infinity War. Yay! How'd you like it? I, it's great. Okay. I loved it. That was the funny thing is my dad didn't understand in the beginning either. And he just picked up Infinity War. I was like, watch Infinity War. You'll, you'll see. And I, then you get I, it. I just have one thing to say about it. Thanos did nothing wrong. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't think he did either. <laughs> so, how much time do we have on the clock before we go into NFL pick Jones and uh, 1128? I don't want to minimalize anything. Maybe we could start now and come out of the break fresh. But, man... What a day, January 2nd, 2019. We lost Super Dave Osborne. We lost Daryl Dragon. For those of you who don't know Daryl Dragon, he was the captain of Captain Tennille. All your parents were probably for clamping, going, oh, my God, the captain's dead, da, 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 whatever. That's fine. That's your parents. But for us, for us and many others within a 15-year radius, one way or the other from us, man, we lost mean Gene Okerland. Yeah, 76 years old. Oh, that uh, was fantastic. Somehow, some sort of kidney failure, from what I understand. And uh, wow. Little fun fact for y'all wrestlers out there, in case you didn't know, before Hulk Hogan signed on to be that third man, to, to the big surprise, it was supposed to be Mean Gene. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been great? Yeah. <laughs> supposed to be me and Gene. You were supposed to be the third You know you're full of shot. shit right now, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard so many rumors about who the third man was supposed to be, but to, to clamp onto that point, nobody, and I mean nobody, could have stood in that ring after that Hogan turn in 96 
than mean Gene Oakland. Man, yeah. when they were throwing stuff and he's like, how do you feel right like, now? All this crap. Th- th- this is what you have to look forward to. This crap represents you, Hulk. <laughs> you have broken the heart of every one of these people out here. Well, you know me, Gene. <laughs> I, re- I remember I couldn't watch that pay-per-view. I worked that particular night and... I I got home at 11 o'clock. The pay-per-view's over. I called my friend in Minneapolis. And I said, did you watch pay-per-views? I taped it. I, I, I want to play you this. And he played it from Hogan walking down the aisle, dropping the leg. And I can picture all of it in my head. And he gave that speech. And he says to me and Gene, he goes, you know, for, for all these years and all this, and uh, I raised my head and you people choose to shit on me. Stick it and all this mess, and I can just picture Gene Oakland getting fired up. <laughs> and then the, Sh- Shivani ends the show, Tony Shivani, with yeah, uh, Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. Yeah. But if the roles were reversed, Shivani couldn't have stood in that ring. It wouldn't have made as much no, sense know. as I having know. Gene be in that I ring. But, but I will say, dude, the, the, the best, the absolute freaking best about that, that whole turn thing is, is when Hogan ended up doing it and you knew, I mean, first of all, nobody saw it. Nope. Nobody saw it coming. The commentators, and I'll give them credit, Except they don't get told what's going on. Bobby fucking. But even he doesn't know, but he's a Hulk Hogan hater. And yes. he has to say, well, whose side is he on? And that's where the, everything goes fucking sideways. What do you mean, whose side is he on? He's Hulk Hogan. Dude, that was the best. What do you mean, whose side is he on? You're so full of crap. Right? Like, just going off, and it was like, oh, my God, that was just the perf. But, no, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, Kevin Schnett chiming in. My personal opinion is this: he's the greatest interviewer ever. He, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Oh wow! Um, yes, he brought life to uh, even the Raw. Man, he was hysterical in the beginning. Raw, yeah, man, they they used him so well. Uh, he was he he owned the eighties. I mean, he, I think he, he was, was like, WWF. He yeah. was the face of W. Much like they say, John Cena is like the face nowadays, and it's starting to turn over. And right, right, right. We hate to say There's it, no announcers like Gene. No, God, no, no, no. And when you look back, it not only Hogan, Savage, Jake the Snake, everybody that came through the WWF, they all. They knew that Mean Gene could make them bigger. Look at the Iron Sheik. If you ever want to go on YouTube and look up Iron Sheik promos, all his best promos were with Mean Gene, and Mean Gene had to basically guide him. Oh, he did. And uh, Sheik said it on Twitter. Even if I forgot the name of the guy I was wrestling, Gene would bring me back. Mm -hmm. And that was his job. You go back to his days in the AWA, coming to WWE, and then... Going to WCW in 93-ish, if I'm not mistaken, Ric Flair, who only worked with Gene a short period in the WWF, basically said, we're going to make each other. You know, I'm 40-plus, you're the announcer Mm -hmm. emeritus, we're going to make each other. And every time Ric Flair got in front of that microphone with Mean Gene, he's like, Mean! Woo! By God, Gene! And you knew. You just, we we all sang, it was like, sing along with The Rock, before there was a rock. It's the same thing with Hulk. He came in, well, you know, Mean Gene, it was Mm -hmm. just the same. In the 80s, too, like, Mean Gene was probably the only non-wrestler to have an action figure. Sure. He had that with the microphone and the... Because they did did have a referee, but he was generic as fuck. It was was just generic referee Jones. The only, like, non-wrestler, I think, was Gene. Yeah. I don't even think Gorilla Monsoon got his own figure. No. 
not, 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 the, not until the original, original press The original yeah. 80s run, no. Mean Gene was the only in a way. I think there was a Vince McMahon with a red blazer, but Gene was the first. Doesn't count. No. Well, you know, it's the his company. brand. Yeah. But he, pro- he probably demanded a fit. Gene was the first. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because, like, he, he bought the, the wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. Mean Gene's in the center. Another, another fun yeah. fact Hello. about Mean Gene. He actually snorted more coke off of Sonny's breast than Ric Flair. Oh, dear God in heaven. You know he hit it. Jesus, that's, I'm trying to give it you to you guys. You know what's funny? I'm trying to give it to you guys. Uh, Kevin Schnett wants to You guys watch the tribute? I did. It was a very good tribute. Oh, guilty as charged. Uh, have a friend who was a very anti-WWE because of the return of Hulk Hogan. And I'm watching the national championship game because it's a tradition for me. Always watch national championship game, no matter who's in it. I thought I thought Hogan was very classy. I'm sorry. Oh, without I thought, question, I thought he was very classy. You see him? He had to put his sunglasses back on. Yeah, because he's tearing up. He he sold it very. I don't want to say sold because that sounds like he's oh, you know genuine. a pitch man. I thought he was, was very was fucking genuine. Very great word. Um, he was very genuine. And then uh, there was the guy in the front row. Uh, behind the announcers, if you look yes. the way it was like, what? You know, you're wearing the Hulkamania t-shirt. You tell me what to do. He goes, give us one more. Give us one more. He goes, oh, you want one more? Okay. Well, you know something, Mean Gene, you're up in heaven right now with Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan and all this shnabits. And My God, like I said to Eddie when I was uh, talking about Creed 2, I'm not a guy that cries during movies, but if I was going to cry, I would cry during Creed 2. If I was going to cry watching wrestling, that would have been the moment. Because uh, Hogan and Mean Gene, like, interlock. You put your fingers together. Uh, go back to that match in uh, 85 in Minneapolis where him and Mean Gene tag-teamed against George the Animal Steel and Mr. Fuji, which I just watched on the WWE Network, yep. which you can get right now at lokinjabroni.com forward slash wrestling. 30 full days. Yes, absolutely free. And I watched that match again uh, yesterday during my day off, and a little tear rolls down my cheek, and I'm like, dude. Oh, Hogan's dude, Twitter was Fuji's gone. Steel is gone. Now Gene is gone. But it's just, to watch that and to see, like, this announcer guy, pot-bellied, looking like me, basically, uh, Melted Ice Cream Jones, and he's out there performing this match and having the time of his life. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, to get to do the pose, oh, my God. You could see it in his face. He was having fun. Well, that's what I said, man. I was really impressed with Hogan. Hogan did a great job. I mean, and, and not just not just to announce to everybody, you know, not just me and Gene, but everybody. He gave a shout-out to everybody. Oh, yeah. Just you know? imagine when Hogan's starting out, Gene is the veteran. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so yeah. it's like... Gene's been in the business eight, nine years when Hogan comes breezing through the door of the AWA, and then... Me and Gene's he, a stick-with-me kid. Yeah, only you know, Fun, fun fact, if you ever read Hogan's book, when Hogan went back to the WWE in 83-ish, late 83, when Backlund was mm-hmm. losing the title and whatnot, he recommended Gene, and they hired him. Like, sight unseen, like, you want him? We'll bring him. Mm-hmm. Boom. And he really did, when you think about it, he made more careers and Vince McMahon, he made more careers than Eric Bischoff. Just by his announcing style, the way he would yeah. sell it, he made careers. If he didn't like you, well, well, here's the Red Rooster. Because it's all about the promo. Fun fact about that, he actually had AJ quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gave it to up the ass. Which in turn also made 
CM Punk quit. Okay, see, now you're going off the rails on the crazy train. I'm just telling you. What does Kevin have to say? I see Kevin pop up like nobody's business. The way he listed up, just like we said, the way Hogan listed off those other wrestlers, what Gene was doing up there in heaven was amazing. Uh, He missed one, though. Should have mentioned that was Owen Hart. Oh, but uh, he didn't work a lot with Owen Hart. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a clear... There's a clear, dif- I don't want to say hatred, but there's a clear disdain between the, the Hogan and the Hart family. You guys got, and I, I'm not saying he doesn't disrespect or, or not respect Owen, but he's not going to go out of his way to mention a Hart. I'm just saying. Especially on I'm, WWE I'm just, TV when yeah. there's contention between I, Martha Hart and yeah. the WWE. And um, especially since fucking uh, Hogan probably banged. Oh, Jesus. On that note, (laughs) we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more Mean Gene and then our dismal NFL picks. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Loki and Jabroni Show. We are here talking about Mean Gene Oakland. Passed away January 2nd, 76 years old. Pretty much the soundtrack. If you're a wrestling fan, the soundtrack of your life. Tutti Fruity. Oh, my God. I was going to mention that. Yep. Way to step on everything, fuck nut. I'm kidding, actually. I posted the videos. So. I know you did. Um, if there's one thing that Gene did, and I know you already spoke about Bash at the Beach 96 with Hogan, um, is there one Mean Gene moment that you remember above all else if somebody held a gun to your head and said, best, best Mean Gene moment? What is it starting with Ed? Ooh. Honestly, some of my favorite interviews are the ones with Harley Race. Where, where Harley Race was always like freaking making him either bow or genuflect to me. You know, after every interview, he'd be like, bow, curtsy, sure. And, yeah. And then me and Gene would slip in under his breath, like, well, see, so you make junkyard dog do that. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> nice. But there are no favorites. There's mm. never. There's never. Never. And I, I actually loved how, like, Mean Gene went from, like, the regular announcer to the one they brought in for, like, the special. Like, when he announced the world record in WrestleMania yeah. 3 mm-hmm. and everything, and nobody else could make those kind of announcements. So obviously, like, Vince McMahon's not going to do that. No. Mean Gene's got the voice for it. In fact, uh, who's the guy, that the ready-to-rumble guy? Michael Buffer. Mean Gene could kick his ass. Ooh. Well, not now, but yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. Oh, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. (laughs) There can be only one. The quickening. Uh, Best Mean Gene moment ever. Uh, Mine's got to be the one with with, um, Mr. T. Which one with Mr. T? Isn't it the one uh, before uh, the interview, uh, before WrestleMania? Didn't he... Oh yeah! All and, right. Uh, well, it was because it was the most awkward thing you've ever seen. Because, oh yeah, because T was just because Mister T can't uh-huh. interview. <laughs> right? He needs a script. He needs a script. You're exactly right. And Mean Gene's trying to pretty much hand feed this fucking oaf, and he just isn't taking a single part of it. So, right. you know. um, do we have a quote here, or is there? It a- says uh, this Hall of Fame ceremony. I think he was in when he said he wanted to be buried face down so everybody can kiss his ass. Yes, I loved it. Room and everybody, yeah. Loved it. Uh, for me, um, I'm going to blend two of the things I love, Mean Gene and Ric Flair. When Ric Flair won that Royal Rumble, and the story is that uh, either Pat Patterson or Blackjack Lanza was off to the side smoking a cigarette, which they're known to do. Mm-hmm. And he's doing the interview. Ric Flair, you just won the Royal Rumble and the heavyweight champion. Put that cigarette out. <laughs> 
And oh my god, that's just so funny. And everybody in the room, we watched this with like 20 people at my buddy's house and we all just burst out laughing that he's going to stop this moment where Ric right. Flair just was like the second guy ever to win the NWA and the WWF championships and here's this moment and like Ric Flair you just put that cigarette out and just stopped it that just showed he has comedic genius ad-lib genius yep. there was nothing that Gene couldn't do Speaking of which, if you look online, there is a flub from SummerSlam. They do the pre-tapes where if you're watching the pay-per-view, all those interviews you see, pre-taped. They got the SummerSlam gimmick behind them. It's Ravishing Rick Rude, Bobby Heenan, and Gene Oakland. All right, uh, Ravishing Rick Rude. And the SummerSlam thing falls and hits Gene. He's like, fuck it. And it's, it's just that's what Gene Oakland was. He was the pitch man. He could sell you anything, but at the same time, he was just a regular Joe, just like us, who happened to do what he loved every single day of his life. And that's the way I'm going to remember Gene. Uh, he was there for the most important moments. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter burning the Hulkamania T-shirt. Uh, Ultimate Warrior uh, with the. Uh, the first challenge to Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that and uh, when uh, Papa Shango in the the voodoo, the stuff drips down his face, Hulk Hogan's <laughs> turning heel. Uh, Ric Flair stripping down almost butt naked in the ring, and it's Mean Gene. He's the conduit between the performer the and you. Ma- the marriage between fucking Macho Man and fucking Elizabeth. Uh, basically, it, he <laughs> just fucking walked much, you through I, it until I think the he, ceremony. Didn't he walk Elizabeth down the aisle, I think? Or I can't remember. Like if, I, if I have to go back and watch SummerSlam 91 again, I know it had something to do with it, though. I'll tell you what. I, mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind. He was... He was the sa- any, any Savage promo, especially the uh, yes. cup of coffee in the big time where he takes the creamer and puts it in Gene's pocket. He's like, you hold on to this. Uh, because a cup of coffee in the big time, Ricky Steamboat, that's what you are, yeah. Uh, just the whole thing. He was, if you're a wrestling fan, Gene Oakland was the soundtrack yeah, he was. to he was. everything you want. And I got to admit, like, I know it was a cheesy cartoon, but the whole Hogan's Rock and Wrestling show. The only person to do hilarious. his own voice. Yeah, he was hilarious in those, those live segments they did. Where they over-exaggerate everything. Oh, where they put Andre in, like, a forklift. Like, oh, here's a car that'll fit. That was beautiful. Oh my god! Oh, beautiful. All Only right. guy in that epi- in that whole series to do his own voice. So yes. we have. Oh Christ! We have our our very very terribly regular season. Regular season. Now now we're going to comes Ed. We're we're only going to take over this. We're only going to take over this this week's. So it's we're only doing eight teams total right now. All right. I thought we were doing our regular season picks. How bad we did. Well, let's just go right into this week because we all know where we're at right now. So okay. Right, so right now it's the Patriots versus the Chargers. Yes. It is the Eagles, the Schmeagles versus the uh, Ram- no Saints. Saints. Schmeagles, Saints. The Rams, Cowboys, Rams, Eagles, Cowboys, Saints. Eagles, Saints. And then uh, Colts. Colts Chargers, I believe. No, Chargers is Patriots. Is it? Yeah, Chargers yeah. and Patriots. Yeah. All right, Colts. Sunday. Thank you, Eddie. Colts and Titans? No, Titans aren't in it. I don't remember the Titans. I don't oh, either. Jesus. Ah. Fantastic drop-in, by the way. Ah. Why can't I remember the... It's the fucking... It's team... It's the one that's better than Patriots. Oh, the Queefs. The Chiefs. The Queefs. Yeah, yeah right. Same, same. So, Queefs... 
The Queefs in Indianapolis. Patriots right, and, and Chargers. Hold on. Slow down. KC and Indy. Yep. New Patriots, England. Yes. New England. And Chargers. And Chargers. Yep. On the other side, you have New Orleans and Philly. Right. And the Rams against the Cowboys. Which, if they're playing in New Orleans, right? Yes. So if a bomb dropped while both teams are playing. I will not cry. Is it really a loss? No. No. Wait, 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 wait. New Orleans and Philly? Eh. If it was New Orleans, Dallas, maybe I wouldn't cry, but well, only for those poor beer vendors. Yeah, right. I'll get it. I'll send them a note. All right. So, <laughs> what are we doing? We're breaking down our picks for um, for the playoffs, and then we'll okay. talk about how much we we'll suck. Talk about the season after, but here we go. So, all right. If you pull out our nice little thing right here, which we have. Oh my God! I, I can't even look it at it. It has not been modified. It's been up there since mm-hmm. the beginning of the of, of last year. Yep. Um, I, I I printed these up. Yep. You will see. Right here, the AFC Divisional Playoffs. Oh, you have the playoff. Okay. There you go. I'm with you. There you go. So if you see, you have number one and number two written in there. Yep. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and mention those two games. All right. First one, your your number one is playing who? Oh, well, my number one is actually playing the Los Angeles Chargers, which would be uh, New England versus the Chargers. And the Chiefs my be number one on here. Um, I don't even have the Chiefs on my list. If I look back, I had the Chiefs finishing 7-9 and nine behind the Chargers and not making the playoffs. Right. I don't have the Chiefs on there either. Okay. My number one I had is Jacksonville. I had them as my number three. And my people going up against mm-hmm. was the Chargers. Uh-huh. So I got the Chargers up in there. Somehow, and where did I write it down? I actually got that game right. Chargers in New England. Number one versus number four. There you go. Uh, Chargers weren't. Yeah, they were number four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got, Ed? Oh, no. You just did. And Falcons yeah. and Vikings, so they're gone. Well, no. That's, that's, a- the, that's, that's the NFC. That's the NFC. That's the AFC. No, AFC. AFC. Five. WNBC. Patriots and Chargers. Hey, wow. There you go. Oh, wow. Dude, up top. I guess I don't suck. So yeah. My, my well, two, this week. I have Patriots and Steelers. So that would be number two and number three. Mm-hmm. And that would be, uh, yeah, Patriots and Steelers. Steelers obviously didn't even make the game. <laughs> I filled this out wrong, but. <laughs> um, and I had Titans as the other one, so I don't even, I don't even have Indy. Here's, here's where st- things start going south. <laughs> I had in the other game, the original game I had Chargers versus Jets, but and the Chargers going on to face New England. Yeah. Got that right. The other game I had Jacksonville versus Houston with Jacksonville going on to face the number two seed, who I'll mention in a moment when we get to that bracket. But Jacksonville, not there. Houston, not there. I screwed the pooch on these picks this year. And who is your number two? Pittsburgh. They're not even there either. So. Not even so I have I have Patriots and Chargers in the second one. You have the same. So yep. we, we both we both in, in the AFC divisional playoffs, we both have the Chargers and the Patriots actually making it. In the in the bracket, yes. So that's that's not bad. Out not of, bad. Out of four teams, we picked two of them mm-hmm. to be in there. That's not bad. That's not bad. Oh right, now, flip side, 
the <laughs> NFC divisional oh, playoffs. This is where it gets rough. So I have I had Vikings in number one hey, spot. I could just tear this half like off. And then I had the Eagles facing the Vikings for the rematch. Mm. Obviously, that's not happening. The Eagles are actually here, though. The Eagles are yep. in here. The Vikings are not. Nope. Um, I had the Rams and the Falcons. So Rams is number uh. two is actually true. <laughs> No, 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 Falcons are out. No, Saints are number two. Yes. Rams are number one. Yes. So yes. I don't even I had the Saints getting beat by the Falcons. And then I had you facing the Rams. I actually have so the Saints should have been up in here. I didn't have that. Yeah, I the NFC and the Rams. I actually have so out of the eight teams, yep. I have four. Out of the eighteen, I got shit. I do, but I don't. And here come my picks. I had going in the one seed being Atlanta and the two seed being Green Bay. Your other teams were the Los Angeles Rams, New Orleans Saints, Philadelphia Eagles, Minnesota Vikings. Here's mm-hmm. where it all goes south. I had Philly beating Minnesota, so they would move on to face Green Bay. But as we know, Green Bay is not in it. Mm-hmm. I had. <laughs> Christ. Actually, no, I had to move it. This is why the thing was the Rams went down. So the Rams technically I fucked up on. I had Philly beating the Rams. I had New Orleans losing to Minnesota to move on to face the Falcons. Right. I had the Falcons losing to Minnesota to go to the championship. I had Philly beating Green Bay to go to the championship. And that's where I'll stop. Because when we get to the final Whatever. You'll see how much I fucked oh, up. Oh, I got. And for me having four out of the eight teams correct mm-hmm. in this round. Four of six. Four of eight. Well, six on each side. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So out of that, I have work a charge. Work with me here. One, two, three, four, five, six. The, the two teams get a bump. No, no. We just care about these. I got you. All yeah, right. I'm just counting no, these you're, right I see how you're working. Out of the AFC Divisional Playoffs and the NFC Divisional Playoffs, there are yep. eight teams. And out of those eight teams, I have correctly guessed four of them to be in there. So far, so now, good. This is where I completely fuck the GOAT. If you will. Oh, I'm right there with you. So fuck Tom Brady. I have the Eagles getting beat by the Vikings. Mm -hmm. And then unfortunately I had the Falcons getting beat by the Rams. Mm -hmm. And then I had the Falcon, or then I had the the Vikings and the Rams facing off with the Vikings winning. Right. Actually going on to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Flip side, I had the Chargers losing to Jacksonville. I had the Steelers beating the Patriots. Henceforth having the Steelers Go forward to face the Vikings. Now, on the AFC side, I, I, I already told you my bracket going forward. I had New England beating the Chargers, which is yep. this weekend. Yep. I had Pittsburgh beating Jacksonville, which neither team are in the final. Not happening, gimmick. right. But in the final game, in the conference championship, AFC Jones, I had Pittsburgh beating New England to go to the Super Bowl, go to the other side. I have Minnesota and Atlanta with Minnesota Forwarding to the conference championship, I had Philly beating Green Bay, which Philly is my last-ditch effort right here. Philly moving forward to go to the conference championship. Philly and Minnesota, this is where it goes south. I had Minnesota beating Philadelphia to go to the Super Bowl. On the other side, I had Pittsburgh beating New England to go to the Super Bowl. So basically, my Pittsburgh and Minnesota Super Bowl is out the damn window. 
I screwed up. No big deal. On to you. I mean, the only thing, if, if I would replace the Vikings with the Bears, and unfortunately the Falcons... Um, Sucked. With uh, Sucked. the one that just Go ahead and got say it. their asses beat last week. Because uh, it was the... Who got, who got beat by the fucking Cowboys? The uh, Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. So, yeah, if I would have replaced the Falcons with the Seahawks, I actually would have had a... You may have had a better bracket. I would have had a pretty good, decent bracket over here. However, it doesn't take away from the fact that it still sucks. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Who'd you have in the Super Bowl? Well, I had Steelers in, in Minnesota. Uh, so yours is fucked as well. Yeah, Who that's did what you have? That's what I'm saying. After New the AFC, Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, the AFC-NFC championship is fucked. With this week, I'm not doing too bad. No, I, I, you're I, not. Didn't do too I, bad. I actually thought Minnesota would repeat I didn't do last year, except they go further. I, there's no reason why they shouldn't have. Yeah. There's no reason except for, well, I mean, losing, I mean, they did lose their fucking offensive coordinator to this thing called death, you know, so, I mean, that happens sometimes. Anyways, uh, so let's let's break down. The, oh, now I gotta get my picks. Let's All break right. down the guesses real quick. Here we go. Right. Um, AFC North, um, I had Steelers obviously winning. I had the Browns doing absolutely nothing. I had... Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Uh, the the Ravens second and uh, the Bengals third up in that that piece. That pretty much almost happened, uh, as we all know. The mm-hmm. the Ravens ended up beating the Steelers in the end, or not beating them, but they beat the Browns, right? Which moved them ahead of the Steelers. I had the Steelers at eleven and five, winning yep, the division. That. that did not happen. I had the Baltimore Ravens at seven and nine. Coming in second, they obviously won the I had division. Nine and seven. I had a virtual tie for third and fourth with the Browns and the Bengals, but the Browns proved me almost right. They finished four, eleven, and one. They finished, and they better. finished ahead of the Bengals. Yes, yes. So I don't feel so bad because I I may have predicted the upswing of the Cleveland that Browns. That big suck train on the NFC. Uh, they no, the, the, yeah. the 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 uh, Bengals story is just horrible. Horrible fucking. They're shit. back to being the bungalow. NFC North. Um, y'all know I had. Oh, so that was uh, that was a shit show. We ended up uh, eight, seven, and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Bay. I actually had them at ten and six, and they were even a bigger shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike McCarthy losing his job at head coach, and them not knowing what the fuck they're going to do with Aaron Rodgers moving forward. Yep. Um, the the Lions, I give them a lot more credit than they fucking deserve. Same they were a same. bigger shit show than everybody else on that fucking division. I don't feel so bad. And the one team that I said was going to be in fourth place ended up owning mm-hmm. the NFC North, the Monsters of the Midway, the Chicago Bears. I feel bad because I'll go from fourth <clears throat> to first. I had the Bears at seven and nine coming in fourth. Same. I had the... Lions coming in ten and six and third. Nine and seven. So yeah. Yeah, I was close. But not close on the Bears, but close on the Lions. No, that's what I, I had the I had the terrible. Vikings eleven and five with the wild card in second. I had equal record eleven and five Green Bay coming in first. Obviously I screwed that pooch with Malice and Forethought. It was terrible. All right. Uh the one division that's pretty much easy to identify, and that was the AFC East. We might have got this right. I think we pretty much banged it. Uh, with uh, the, the, I think, yeah, the Dolphins ended up eight and eight. I had them in second. I had um, them in seven and nine in third. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what they were. Uh, the 
Jets had a shit show of a season. The Bills had a shit show of a season. And the Patriots, uh, I think they were eleven and five, weren't they? They did their job. I have them at twelve and four. I think maybe I think they, they finished at eleven and five. I think it was eleven and five. Yeah, I think it was eleven and five. Yep. But yep. to go through it from worst to first, I had the Bills fourth, four and twelve. I had the Dolphins third, seven and nine. I had the Jets second with a wild card at nine and seven, and I had the Patriots first with twelve and four. Um, could have been more wrong on all the other picks. Except Jets for the lost. Patriots, yeah, just lost a lot of lot of personal. Oh, but they were hot weird. going into the last game of the season. Um, and this one really surprised. I this, thought the Eagles, yeah, uh, NFC East. I had Eagles, the Schmeagles, Cowboys, Giants, and Redskins. I think the Giants and Redskins pretty much finished the way that we thought they were going to. Kind of. Um, the the Dallas Cowboys were. I mean, I had them at ten and six. I think they ended up. Being ten and six, big deal at nine and seven to get in. Well, you're right. Yeah. You're right because uh, the Schmeagles had to be eight and eight to get them in uh, to be over Minnesota. So uh, that was that was pretty much there. And like I said to anybody else, um, all you guys out there that are that are Schmeagles fans, um, you guys are on a tugboat right now. Yep. Um, you you and you can say whatever the fuck you want. Uh, it was yeah. You tipped the ball. You did whatever you wanted to. You guys, I don't think the Bears showed up. You want my, you want my honest football oh, opinion. I may disagree with you. Um, I don't. I, I think Mitch. I think Mitch Trubinsky showed up. I think the defense could have played you guys a little bit better. And there were a couple it. questionable calls mm-hmm. that I will definitely call down there. However, you guys are moving on forward, and you're going into New Orleans. Um, as I said before, if a bomb was to fall on. Both teams at the time. I I I don't know. Would that be a loss? Well, fuck them both. All right. So I had the Eagles coming in eleven and five to win the division. I was wrong, but they did make it as a wild card team. I had the Giants coming in eight and eight. Obviously, that didn't happen. I had the Cowboys oh, coming sad. in seven and nine. Obviously, that didn't happen because they won the division at nine and seven. And of course, the only pick I got right in the NFC East was. The dirt bag scum bucket. Anybody who roots for this team can kiss my ass right at the hole mid crack. The Washington Redskins six and ten. I remember that. Speaking of holes and cracks, I remember in high school I had a friend, and he was over at his girlfriend's, you know, house, and they're getting ready to have dinner, and he was a weird motherfucker, and he wanted to like see his asshole. So he was in the bathroom looking at his asshole, and the fucking sink broke. And he busted his ass pretty good. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't think he was ever invited back to dinner again. I'd have to find out. I sure as hell wouldn't. I mean, if you want to look at your asshole, you probably should do that in your own time and not, you know, not there. Probably at someone else's house. Okay, random thought. Me. I've been seeing a meme going around saying the best place to piss is in the kitchen sink. <laughs> Because, like, you save water while you're washing your hands and shit. I'm like, can I catch a motherfucker pissing in my sink? I'll punch a bitch. I'm sorry. I'll punch a bitch. All right, AFC South. I think this division, holy crap. Um, I had the Colts at fucking dead last with seven and nine. Seven and nine dead last with the Colts, and they ended up taking that. Uh, Jacksonville, I thought, was going to be 12 and four. I thought they were going to own it, and they were a shit show this year. And I guess that's what happens when you rely on Blake Borhills, and he just doesn't show at all. Um, 
the uh, the Titan, uh, the Texans. I think we pretty much thought that you know at two, that's where they're, they're going to be. And um, three, we had the uh, the Texans. The ten, two was Texans. I'm sorry, three was Titans. I had set up there. Um, they actually ended up doing well. Obviously, I totally miscalled the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. That was a fucking and um, obviously Indianapolis Colts. I put them in last, and they ended up being first. Well. If you want to go that route, I'll go the same route. I had Indianapolis finishing 5-11. and 11. Obviously, they made the playoffs. They played, etc. Yay! I had the Titans at 8-8, eight and eight, not thinking they'd do yeah. anything. I had the Texans at 9-7. and seven. Once again, they were the second wild card for me in the AFC. Yep. And I had Jacksonville finishing 10-6, and six, which obviously goes to show that what you do last season, much like we could go back to the NFC with the Vikings, with the Falcons, who we haven't talked about yet, with the Giants, with the Eagles. What you did last year doesn't always translate, well, but sometimes it does. I, I'll say this. I thought Jacksonville defense, was going to be in the in AFC defense, Championship. We do this before preseason. Exactly. And a lot of people do their picks after preseason. Fuck so those people. Let me say, first of all, we're doing our picks with a major handicap. We're doing a lot of our information. <laughs> More than you know. Before these guys even step foot on the field, dude. Before we're, practice we're, number one, right, we we're, do this. We're doing this pretty much, yeah, exactly. We're doing this pretty much, even before I think the... the, the uh, I don't think when we did it last time. I think we might have. One week before preseason. I was gonna, Okay, so no, we did know about the actual rookie. We knew who, who was coming Yeah, we knew like, like uh, on okay. the Falcons side, yeah. and I can only speak for the Falcons. Uh, Calvin Ridley's coming yeah. in from Alabama. Right, right. We knew on, on certain teams there were these big rookies coming in, but that really didn't factor in. Uh, we talked a lot about the returning players rather than the rookies. Right. Where you know, let, when we talk about the Falcons, Calvin Ridley comes in huge, but that's not the story. You know what I so mean? So NFC South, uh, a oh, division. Christ. I I was right about the, the, the Buccaneers. I was all over those fuckers. Um, they were they were terrible, and they were in last. I was all over fucking. Um, well, actually, I wasn't because you guys ended up being third. We actually be, we actually came in second. They came in second, yep. so I was right. So yeah, Panthers were third at nine and seven. I think they were. I got those picks. Seven right. and seven and nine. nine. Yes, yep. and you guys were eight and eight. Mm, no, we were seven and nine, but we got the tiebreaker. That's right. And then the horrible fucking queers were six and ten. Or they were they were horrible. Anyways, the, the Saints ended up taking that. I had them second. And I had you guys first. I had. Panthers third, and I had the Buccaneers fourth. Let me go from worst to first. I had the Buccaneers, which was correct, at five and eleven in yep. fourth. That was wasn't right their record, but it doesn't matter. They were still in fourth. I had the Carolina Panthers at seven and nine in third. Yep, thinking you know eh, yep. whatever. Got that? Yeah, I was kind of right on that. I was right on the record. I had the Saints coming in at eleven and five and taking the second wild card at a again. Second, eleven and five. I had the Falcons at twelve and four, which was so totally fucking wrong. However, I did get the Saints right going into the playoffs. Um, we just a minute ago, I want to talk about Calvin Ridley and you know the whole rookie crop. 
when you know everybody's double covering Julio Jones, and I'm sure with the Vikings they're double covering um, Stefan Diggs and Thielen, certain yeah. guys Thielen. You have to throw to somebody else. Calvin Ridley was that guy. For him to lead the team in receiving touchdowns was huge as a rookie because no other rookie has ever led the Falcons in receiving touchdowns. This is a great offense going forward. Now, all of our injuries on Atlanta have been defensive. They all come back healthy next year. I think you're going to see not a 7-9 and team. You may see a 10-6 and team. I'm not saying this is a Super Bowl team next year. I'm saying that this is a team that go forward. There's not a whole lot of differences that you guys have other than Exactly, that, you know? but when I say that, the Saints are built to last, and I hate to say this. Ooh, I don't know they that. are. The question, the three, biggest. How long do we got? Brains? And that was the question. The biggest question is how long does Drew Brees stay with New Orleans and captain well, let's that just offense? Two on that for a couple minutes. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back to finish off that question and the last two divisions. You bet. And we're back. And um, just to carry on and not go too far into it. Um, I have to say that your division is going to be a very tough, very tough division for at least the next two years. Oh, of course, easily, easily. Um, does does Breeze? We talked about it off camera, real quick. We're going to come back to it. Does Breeze have uh, a couple more years left in the NFL? I at said thirty million yeah. a year. You say two. I think he has one more year in his contract there at the Saints. But you look um, at Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, uh, Matt Ryan. Here's what people forget: Matt Ryan's a ten-year vet. He doesn't, you know. There aren't too many that have an 18, 19-year run like Tom Brady. Problem. Matt Ryan is going to decline very soon. The problem is Matt Ryan is is very much, in my opinion right now, like your Kirk Cousins. He's he's the borderline elite. He gives you great numbers, but it just seems like when it comes to these big games, he can't give you the win. He can't give you the follow-through. Kirk Cousins is 4-24 and 24 against winning teams. Think about that. Think about that. Yeah. Against a winning team. That means any time that he played and this team was 6-5 and five or 5-2, or five and two, if they were a winning team, Kirk Cousins lost to them. Yeah, the borderline team scare. Right, exactly. With, but his numbers are fantastic. With Matt Ryan, and I have to say this because I watch, you know, obviously I'm a Falcon fan. And Matt Ryan's numbers are fantastic. Oh, they're they're amazing. The, when they have an amazing offense, their defense kind of declines. When they have an amazing defense, the offense has struggles. They have to find that mix, and I hate to bring up the Patriots, but they have to find that mix where the – don't throw your hands up like that. It, they are the benchmark of the last 18 years, Eddie. I have to say it like that because, seriously, when you look at a perfectly blended football team, you have to look at the New England Patriots from 2001 until the day we sit here right now. You have to find that balance. And until Dan Quinn or Arthur Blank or whomever is running player development, etc., so forth, uh, unless the Atlanta Falcons can find that balance, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. There is no bigger title town than Boston, period. He's right. 
period. In the last the 18 Sox, years? Yes. Gone. The Red Sox have owned the last 15 years. The Patriots have owned the last 18 fucking yes. years. The freaking Celtics own a third of the fucking trophies for fuck's sake. Yep. And the Bruins are a constant threat. 2011 and champions, uh, the Celtics 2008 champions. The Red Sox have what? One, two, three, four championships. The Patriots have five championships. Boston... In this century, is Title Town. Oh, they're Title Town. Fuck, Fuck Detroit. Out of fucking doubt. All of it must be in the chowder. Um, with, uh, <laughs> and this is off the. Uh, this is because we've already hit up the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick thought here: If Brady goes, does Bill stay? I don't think Bill stays on the Patriots. Anyways, no. I think Bill is moving on, and this is just from my point of view. I think there's too much going on in in there. I think there's going to be a there's going to be a money money issue, and I think Bill's going to walk. Um, you know, it's funny. I don't know if he's going to walk from the game, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's going to be on the Patriots. You know, sideline. it's funny that someone last week uh, brought up on the uh, live comments what I thought about Urban Meyer, you know, leaving Ohio State, and will Urban Meyer go on to the NFL? Guys, no. Urban Meyer is sick. Yes, he has, like, if he, if his heart goes, if he has any stress, any duress, any, and this is football as a fan, Mm -hmm. it puts us through it. Imagine This is not an Ohio State fan (laughs) next to me. I'm an Ohio State fan. And when he made that speech at the end of the Rose Bowl, Man, again, I don't often cry watching television, but if I could have, I would have yeah, cried when he said, this when you cross things moment. off your bucket list and you realize how much time you have to cross it off, you know. Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer, if Urban Meyer lives to see the next three years, he's a lucky man. Whoever comes in is going to be a student of Urban Meyer, but saying now going back to Belichick, which is the question at hand, does Bill stay if Tom goes? Well, here's the question. Does Tom stay if Bill goes? Tom's already gone. Tom's gone this year. Think uh, so? I think so? I think uh, Giselle or whatever the fuck her name is, she's been really vocal this year. She she wants As her husband. As opposed to every other no, year? No, but she's been really, really Tom vocal. can't throw it to himself. No, no, no. That's vocal about the team. She loves... If she's still talking about the team, then she, she believes in the team. I'll buy it. If she's talking about Tom... The way she's been talking about Tom, mm-hmm. she wants her husband. She wants her family. And those kids she, want she their dad. Right. She doesn't. She knows that he doesn't need to be out there. He knows he doesn't need to be out there. He's done enough for that team. Be like Jeter. He's done enough. Don't have kids. Don't right. get married until you retire. He's done. Oh. Derek fucking Jeter, baby. Real, real quick. All right. Let's go to the West. No, real, real, and real quick. Ourselves. This is a true Derek Jeter fun fact. Mm-hmm. Derek Jeter has been known to be a player boy in New York, and this is a very, very, very well-known fact. Derek Jeter has been one of his side hoes. Um, <laughs> he, gave, he gave his keys out to a, a few different women at a time, yep. and one of these women supposedly walked in on one time, and he was watching one of his games mm-hmm. in which he was playing, and he was completely nude, and he watched himself parkour, and he goes, yeah, that's the Jeep, man. You know, funny story. Uh, if, if you guys have never read Joe Torrey's book, The Yankee Years, go out and read it now. Go to uh, LokinJamorni.com, click our Amazon link, buy the book. It's a fantastic read. He is very complimentary to the Red Sox and a lot of other oh, yeah, yes. But there's a story where Alex Rodriguez, when he first came to the Yankees, fuck Alex Alex Rodriguez, by the way, hate that motherfucker. Yeah, everybody, I Fuck think him. Alex hates Alex. 
You heard in our Jim Laird's interview, episode 39, go back mm-hmm. in the archives and find it. I have no love for Alex Rodriguez. But A-Rod, Jeter invites him over. Let's have dinner. Let's do this, whatever. And Jeet puts on Yankee games, like old tapes during the winter. And Alex is just like, uh, so what do you want to do? He's like, well, I thought we'd watch some uh, Yankee games. Uh, I don't do that. What do you mean you don't do that? I love watching the old games. I love learning things and this and that. And, and Alex Rodriguez, this is the one thing I can say no, positive I, about him, said that's an ego trip. As much as I love Jeter, I've read Jeter's book, by the way, and everything I love about Jeter, but to have him watch his own games. and Jeter loved Jeter. It's one thing to study. Yeah, Derek loved Derek. And Jeter loved Jeter. Let's be, let's, let's be honest. Derek loved Derek like I love Derek, and that's scary. Yeah, yes. All right, so let's, let's, Fucking scary. let's continue on. Let's continue on. Going for it. We are finishing up the football. AFC West, I think we all clusterfucked this one. Not me, baby. Um, I was close. That wasn't too, too bad. We did have the char- – I had Chargers one. I did. Uh, I had ten and six. I had the Queefs at nine and seven. So there were two. I had seven and nine. And then and I had um I had Denver three, eight and eight, and I had the uh I had the Raiders eight and eight as well, and they were they were fourth. Um You were generous. I I thought they were actually gonna have a good you know, both of them. And I knew um I knew Case Keenum was gonna be on Denver. And that's going off of the uh NFC thing, you know, the the, the Minneapolis Miracle. No I know I know he didn't show up against Eagles, you know, because Eagles fans have a very good way of obviously putting that up and making sure we all see that. Um but the way that Case Keenum played, and I think he was what, 14, 14 touchdowns and fifteen interceptions, like the best in the league as far as interceptions. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Um, so yeah, that was my that was my AFC West. Okay, well uh first of all, thank you to Robert Hayden for sharing this out. My cousin. Love that guy. Uh even though you're a juggalo, I won't hold that against you. I don't see a whole lot in the whole ICP thing, but we'll talk about that on another show because, hey, I got a music show coming out in three weeks and you mm-hmm. guys are gonna love it. I have one ICP song that I will play. On no stop no ICP no on any focus you're the guy fuck that you're the guy that drops (laughs) in the music I'm I'm playing the song for a reason and it's actually it's actually a dedication to my friend's son and the son played the song it drove his father nuts his father's gonna listen because I know him he listens to anything we do. This one's for him. That's so awesome. if it drives him nuts, fuck him. We're going to drive you nuts, Mikey. So here we go. Um, my AFC West, I had the Chargers coming in first at 10-6. and six. Obviously, Chargers, playoff bound. And in the playoffs and moving forward. Mm-hmm. I had the Broncos in second at 8-8, eight and eight, not even making it, which obviously, good job by me. I had the Chiefs coming in 7-9. and nine. I couldn't have been more wrong. Oh, they're the most, powerful, the Chiefs. most powerful team in the uh, AFC. Nathan Hunt, if you're out there, man, I'm sorry. I didn't believe like you believe. Uh, Nathan Hunt, Shaman Service, check them out. Episodes uh, 9 and 39 mm-hmm. or 42 or just find Shaman Service. Just look them up. You'll see. And the Raiders, eh, it doesn't matter what record I had. I had no. them in fourth and they sucked the big fat Whatever. All right. Anyway, this is the, this is the division I had the most problems with. I didn't do. Too I didn't do. Bad. I didn't do too bad either. But I, I I 
transposed two of them. Yeah, Rams. I had Rams and 49ers. 49ers, as we all know, never really got their thing, their shit together. Uh, Seattle slipped by them to get into the wild card. Uh, Rams are obviously the best in the uh, NFC. Right. I know Saints. I'm sorry. Saints are one. Saints are one, Rams are two. Rams are two, yeah, so my bad, my bad. You guys all saw, if you're fans of my personal Facebook page, I didn't put it on the Look and Jabroni show, I did choose my team for the playoffs. As much as I root for the Bears, for our friend Marcus Zarju, he of the Man Cave, where we do many wonderful days and many speedway reviews coming up Daytona, I chose the Rams as my playoff team. James Laurinaitis Jones, man. I'm all about the Laurinaitis. Rodor Animal, former guest. He he loved it. He thought it was great. But I just I, I see big upside in the Rams. That's my playoff team. Like you have the Cowboys by the roll of the dice. I have the Rams via Joe Laurinaitis and my jersey. Well, that's going to be the two teams that are facing off is the Rams and the Cowboys. Well, already as the Saints and the Schmeagles will face off. <laughs> All right, so are you done with your and West? Like, and like I said before, if a bomb really fell on that, nobody would care. Anybody lose? Nobody. Does would anybody care. lose? Honestly. Well, Cowboy yeah. fan, I hate to say this to you, and I'm saying this with all due respect and love in my heart and whatever. If you think you're going to get by the Rams this Sunday, look at boys. You're ridiculous. I think you're feverish. Des caught that. He is feverish. There's something wrong with him yeah, right boys. now. I want to go back into the woods, grab that die so I can throw it again. We That's what you should. Damn boys. Damn boys. You say that as if you almost kind we of not really damn but boys. You wanna mean it. You wanna mean it. We damn you boys. Know. You're not them boys. We them boys. Well, my, he's not calling them America's team. Can you they're not even Texas's team. No, I can't even with. do that with a straight face. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So uh, in the in the NFC West, I had the Rams ten and six, which obviously they did better than that. Second, I had the San Francisco Forty ers How did I? Was I drunk when I made these picks? I think we were stone oh, cold yeah. sober as the days long because that was my thirty day respite. Oh, it was. Yeah. See I should, what happens when he doesn't. See, drink? I should drink. Yeah. When I do the picks, because I do better. I had the uh, San Francisco 49ers, second, nine and seven. I had them too there. I mean. I had the uh, Bitch Chickens, the Seattle Bitch Chickens at seven and nine in third, but they made the playoffs, so. The wild card slip up, yeah, you're right. Same, same. And uh, the Arizona Cardinals, I had four and 12, which obviously came close to true, but they weren't. Anything. So, as we get through that, we gotta at least acknowledge that some of these teams have definitely served up a little crow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got credit where credit's due. Who's yeah, eating a lot of crow it, right it, now? Me. It, you know, it's funny too. I thought the Patriots were gonna suck wind. So even yeah, I'm, you did. Even I'm eating crow in that respect. But wait, didn't you have the Patriots in the Super Bowl? I did out of loyalty, though. Oh, you fucking cunt! What? I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have put the Nathan Thompson. Yeah, don't label call me on Nathan you. Thompson. You piece it. Look, you I'm the guy. I'm the guy. Dallas Cowboy. Oh wow! Hello, I earned that. I had the Falcons at twelve and four, not out of loyalty, but out of what I thought. That there's big quotation marks. Like we said, the yeah. week before we do, before they even 
have one you're going snap. off of last season, you're going off of, hey, there wasn't a whole lot that moved. There were yes. only a couple people that we changed but up. But then we lost seven point. defensive guys well, in the preseason. Yeah, that's the It hurt. Right. That's I'm not, not, not going to – I'm not going like to – No, absolutely. You don't want – you yeah, don't make excuses not for Not going to hang my head on that. You're right. Say that again. You don't make excuses for You're damn right I don't. Alabama fan. Well, the Patriots had some key losses in their lineup, which made me think they were going to suck win, so – yeah, but you know what? Here's the, here's the difference between the Patriots and everybody else. The Patriots are. Do you remember the story when you were a kid about Stone Soup? Mm-hmm. Oh, you yes. do. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Where you know, I have this stone. I'm going to make soup, and then everybody in the village uh, immediately comes and adds to it. Brings vegetables, bring potatoes. There are two superstars on the Patriots. No offense to Julian Edelman, but he's not a superstar. There's Gronk no. and there's Brady. And if you want to go to the coaching side, there's Belichick. So there's three stars on the Patriots mm-hmm. and a whole cast of Island of Misfit Toys. The New England Patriots are to football what ECW was to wrestling back in the day. The Island of Misfit Toys, who somehow made noise mm-hmm. and made it exciting and made it worthy of you to watch because I'll tell you this, there's nothing more exciting than to watch a Patriot game in the in the second half because they find a way and I will throw that Super Bowl in there. It was exciting as much as it hurt me and made my dick crawl up into my asshole. There was nothing more exciting than watching so that comeback two years ago. Who do you got final with with what we know right uh, now with our eight teams right now who do you have just in the Super Bowl? If let's, I had to pick right up. now or who I picked originally. let's No, no. Right now, knowing what we know now, we have eight teams obviously mm-hmm. going forward. Who, who do you got? I got New England and the Rams. I think I, I think I like that's That's a nice little rematch from 2001. 2001, so the, the be, beginning of the dynasty. It would be the ending of the dynasty. It could very what well be about the, the ending of the dynasty. Out. Yes, it could. could be. I'll go um, with it. I like that. I like I like where you're going with that. I have a feeling you're and, you're going Chiefs, and Chiefs to, heavy on me. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I, I do feel that, but I I do I think it's going to be the Chiefs and I think it's going to be the Rams. Okay. I, I don't think anybody has any anything for the Rams. I don't. I think everybody that beat the Rams, they they beat them at the end of the season when there was a lot of things going on. They've had two weeks to fucking rest. They got a lot of fucking things. I, dude, Chiefs are just Gurley, amazingly hot. Gurley is fucking insane, dude. He's the best He's fucking beast. running back in the goddamn league. He's fucking beast. Period. Period. You you can't uh, you can't go off of that, man. The Rams Rams. I just I I see the New England Patriots beating the Chargers. I see that happening this week. I do. Um, especially New England being home. That's going to happen. Um, Indianapolis going against the Chiefs at home. Indy's not beating the Chiefs. It's no. Not, it's not happening. That not, means in, not in Arrowhead Stadium, no. That, right. That means the Patriots have to travel to Arrowhead Stadium, and I don't think. And I think what's going to happen is that defense is going to rattle Brady, really, and that's going to be Brady's final deciding. Like, I'm done with this. I can't I can't you know, take I, it no more. I'm not getting my ass kicked no more. I'm not doing this no more. I'm done. So, I got to go Queefs and Rams. I'm going to go the opposite way. Obviously, I already said Rams. And a little, slap, and a little slap in the face. The Schmeagles do beat the Saints, but they go on to face the Rams, and the Rams beat the hell out of the Schmeagles. I I think Brady goes into Arrowhead Stadium 
with something to prove. I think Absolutely. the Island of Misfit Toys comes in and has something to prove. If you're a Patriot fan, you're listening to this, you're watching this, share this with your friends. This is the time where producer Eddie Focus is not going Patriot heavy and saying, oh, Patriot's this and Tom Brady's dick is gold and all this bullshit. Oh, it is. What I, I, I watched Ted too. I know that's uh, I know that's fake, but what I'm saying is, whenever you count Tom Brady out, he rises to the occasion. Everybody's looking at the Chiefs right now. Everybody has for the last six weeks saying the Chiefs are the odds-on favorite. The Chiefs are the odds-on favorite. MSN, Sports Illustrated, everybody, the Chiefs are the odds-on favorite. That's when Tom Brady does his best work. I watched it two years ago. I've watched it for 18 years. You know, I'm not even just I'm not even just going to look at my Super Bowl, and I say it's my Super Bowl, but the greatest Super Bowl ever played. But every time you count Tom Brady and the Patriots out, they find a way to kick your ass. I say that it's going to be Patriots, Rams. Now, if I'm forced to pick a winner in the Super Bowl, I think the Rams have too much. Yeah, I think the Rams. I think the Rams might be sitting on top of this one as well. Absolutely. Greatest show on turf comes back without Kurt Warner. You yeah. know I'm going to yes. go with Patriots. Yes. I know you are. Yeah, absolutely, that's fair. Um, so that being our little NFL wrap up and showing you how hello yeah. Corey Huffnagel, we got a little something for Sorry, you, man. real quick. How bad we were. Um, I do want we're to terrible. roll. I do want to roll Did into you roll tide. I don't want to roll <laughs> at all. Not y'all. Not y'all. <laughs> Um, I want to give a huge shout out, and if you're not on this bandwagon, get on this bandwagon now. Our man, Cody Rhodes. Oh my God. Has done it. He is deciding to go against the behemoth known as WWE with his own wrestling organization. Mm. Now, if you guys have not checked it out, please go ahead and check them out because there are some really good young superstars on there. You know what the funniest thing is? There's a bidding war right now between AEW All Elite Wrestling, which is Cody Rhodes' upstart promotion, and the WWE for Kenny Omega, who... I told you guys a year and a half, yes, two yes, years yes. ago, when Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho had that knockdown, drag out, amazing match, best match I've seen in 10 years. It still stands. It's the best match I've seen in 10 years. Now, they both want Kenny Omega. Where is he going to go? The word is out. If he's smart. He goes to AEW. Exactly. You go with Cody Rhodes and you bring that big name there because that's all AEW needs right now to kind of push them over. This is – I got to give it to him, man. And you know what? I This is I, – I didn't grow up watching – Dusty Rhodes. I did. I didn't. You know, I I watched a lot of WWF, you know, so a lot of the Southern wrestling, I didn't. You got to see Dusty Rhodes on the tail end. (laughs) Exactly. The polka dots and the dancing and all that bullshit. I got to see him because my cousin used to watch that other league when it was still around. NWA. Yeah. And I've watched a lot of his older shit. Let me say that that is one proud motherfucking dad. Damn right. Looking down at his son right now because not only is He was proud when he was alive. No, I know, but... Not only is Cody doing what he believes, he's doing what he loves, man. And he's taking on the McMahon machine. Exactly. 
Yeah, he's going Anybody against the grain. Do that shit, man. Is is fucking key in my book. So Cody, man, congratulations. We hope here at the Loki and Jabroni Show that you fucking take off, man. We want nothing but big things from you, and we are your fucking biggest fans. Bro. Amen. I can't wait for the first AEW show. That's I, I, if it's on pay per view, I will buy it. I'll put all of us in a room. We'll make it happen. We'll, we'll review down, it, man. Some of the, the double down. Is that is that a double or nothing? Yeah, double or nothing. That's what it is. Double or nothing. All in was a fantastic yeah, show. Yeah. I watched that on YouTube. Sorry, Cody, if uh, that violates some sort of copyright. I watched All In. It was amazing. I love Cody, man. I fucking oh, love hey, him. As long as they're not shoving tampons down another wrestler's throat. Oh, leave that to Jim Cornette. You know, Jim Cornette ha- is going to have. I think he'll have a win that. if he can avoid that. Oh, right. God. Well, then again, he promoted All In, and there was uh, Joey Ryan, the Dick Spot guy, oh. who I absolutely can't stand. <laughs> the Dick Spot guy. If you don't know who Joey Ryan is, go to YouTube after this show uh-huh. is over and look up Joey Ryan Dick Spot, and you'll understand why. I just absolutely fucking hate him. I'm with Jim Cornette on this one. Joey Ryan should just fucking fall into a vat of acid and have the rest of him rendered for fucking glue because the dick spot is stupid. All right, so we got to – what are we looking about? Five minutes. Five minutes for this. Uh, this is what? Heading into... This is called the end of the show with five minutes. This, yeah, I was going to say, heading into the final segment here. Um, the, the Bird Box Challenge. Oh, fuck me. Not everything's a challenge, idiots. Have you guys heard of this, though? I have. You know what they're doing. Uh-huh. Uh, Netflix has officially said, please don't do this. Please because it's stop. a fucking movie. It's That's, not a challenge, you idiots. You cannot drive a car with just your GPS. <laughs> Can we please let these people do it? Oh, you know what? You know what's funny? On GPS I agree. Units, thin the herd. Thin the herd. <laughs> on GPS units, when, when well, you still can. You used to be able to buy. They were separate units. It used to say in the instruction manual, will not drive the car itself. Yes, exactly. Because yes. yes. that's yes. how stupid the public is. Yeah, because you know, back in the day when cruise control came out, and the selling point was the car will basically drive itself, and... I throw back to uh, there was a show we in Cleveland. We yeah. talked about yeah, we did. that lady. The lady took her. The- she put her on cruise control. Went back to change her kid's diaper and Crashed. wiped out half the fucking Ohio highway. And said, "Well, it was cruise control." <laughs> a guy at the thing told me it would basically drive itself. No, motherfucker, it's not. Oh my god, I I gotta say. Um, Roll Tide. People, Roll Tide, y'all. People, people are just, man, uh, God, it's a challenge for anything, man. There's a, can we? Stop. I challenge y'all to fucking keep a job for more than five years. How about that? I challenge you to this. <laughs> Pick five. I left at three. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, three. I'll do fucking three. I'm happy with I, three. I rolled into another I'm, one. I'm just, See, exactly. So. I challenge you to this. Pick five friends who you think will like this show and share it with them. Well, I like that one. That's a good challenge. Having said that. The Loki and Jabroni Challenge. There you go. The Loki and Jabroni Challenge. Uh, eating Tide Pods is not a challenge. Um, driving blindfolded is not a challenge. The ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, I did. And fun. I am glad to do it because I don't hurt anything. That was 
You know how much money that brought? Yeah. That was a good millions challenge. That was worthy. Like, and it's harmless. And then people just started throwing shit. Like that would stick. Hey, let's do the fucking shit sticks to the wall challenge. Let's do a fucking I can eat forty five fucking ho hos challenge. You want to talk about a challenge? Um, not Christmas, but the visit before. My daughter was here. She said I could drink a bottle of A one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and the eternal flame and the goddess of love upstairs says, well, I could eat a, uh eight-ounce thing of, uh, what do you call it, sour cream. Oh, I could do that before you oh, can do that. No, no, no. Foul. I tried to film it. My phone doesn't have enough because I have so foul, much stuff foul. on my phone. It was, it was so fun to watch. Angela just ate it like it was fucking vanilla pudding, and Emma... My daughter, I love her, but it, she struggled. Don't challenge something you don't know where yeah. the end of it's going to go. You definitely don't want to do it. Fuck that. the bird box challenge. Next week, we're going to have a special guest for about 30 minutes. The mayor of Middletown, Lindsay fucking Frelick, is going to be here, and she's going to destroy modern feminism, which I've been trying to do, which all of us have been trying to do. Modern feminism is a joke. We know it. You know it. And now we're going to have someone who actually fought the actual feminism fight back in the day tell you why you're fucking Metrosexual is a joke, too. Let's be honest. All right. Let's all break it down. Close it out, kid. Thank you all very much for tuning in. As always, as you can see, we have a little surprise coming coming up for you guys for our three year anniversary week. Four. Four. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Four year. Why? Oh my god. Twelve weeks. Fucking awesome. But we love you guys. Tune in, please. And don't forget about the Loki and Jabroni Challenge. And visit our fucking website, please. LokiandJabroni.com. And you're listening to the Loki and Jabroni Show. The voice of reason. This is true. Good night. <laughs> Corey, we love you.